Hello, hello. My name is Dr. Rachel Gainsborough, and I am obsessed with all things short-term rentals, revenue streams, and helping you navigate your career, real estate, and your busiest and most wonderful seasons of life. I'm an immigrant, a pharmacist, a wife, and a mom who took one guest room rental and turned it into a multi-property, seven-figure real estate business, which has also landed us on TV. I'll teach you the real secrets and everything you need to build a short-term rental business that you love. I discuss the hard topics, mistakes I've made, and the mistakes others have made so you don't have to make them for yourself. Financing, automations, acquisitions, low occupancy, scaling, and building your team all while balancing your life are all subjects to be discussed here. Consider me that one best friend you can come to with your short-term rental business questions. So grab your coffee, get comfortable as you get ready to learn and grow with me. This is the Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another Luxury Short-Term Rental Doctor podcast. I'm super excited today because What we know about real estate investing and short-term rentals and mid-term rentals, at the end of the day, it is all about the economics of things, right? We want to make sure that our finances are built on a stable foundation so that we can forecast and we can project what's to come and we can organize ourselves in a way that is meaningful and a way that we can really visualize whether we're being profitable or whether we may need to adjust as we go along. So I'm excited to bring a resource to you today. I have the amazing Saad Dar, who is going to be sharing a a platform that is tailor-made for Airbnb short-term rental hosts. So I would love for you, Saad, to go ahead and introduce yourself to the people and then let's dive into this platform. Thank you so much, Dr. Rachel. Excited to be here. Um, yeah, so basically, we are baselane.com. We built the, what we call the number one bank that is built for Airbnb hosts. So uh, I'd love to talk a little bit about the why of that. And uh, maybe the best way to talk about that is I was chatting with another potential influencer partner who's been in the space and doing podcasts for like 20 years. And, you know, when I first mentioned to him, that, hey, we are a bank built for real estate investors and Airbnb host. He was like, oh, whoa, like, okay, tell me more. Like, what, what does that mean? And so I think the idea is like, how is that different from any other bank? So the idea is that, um, you know, when you are investing in properties, you're spending so much time and resources and so many dollars as well into a deal. Uh, really, the banking should allow you to centralize the management of your finances and really optimize the bookkeeping as well, so you understand how you're performing. And you can analyze a performance easily without being sort of a super nerd or an accountant and be able to understand how to scale it from one unit to two units to 10 units and so on. So what I can go through today is a little bit of like the challenges that we see investors facing, what our solution, which is a bank for Airbnb hosts, can provide and how that helps you. And then uh, a short demo on actually just showing it to you so you can see the power of the platform. So if that sounds good, we can jump into it. Yeah, that sounds great. Wonderful. So I'm going to share my screen here and uh, I'll just start actually with one of our landing pages that gives you a quick overview, you know, like what it looks like to kind of come in and sign up for Baseline. So banking bill for Airbnb. So this talks a little bit about what is, you know, the benefit of using this uh, for customers that are Airbnb hosts, basically. And uh, the the short answer is organize your finances, automate your bookkeeping, and really take control of your numbers while you earn like really attractive rewards. So that's a quick overview, but uh, what I'd like to do actually is share um, uh, something that we put together for this audience that talks about, you know, the, the benefits. So can you see the screen with the blue slide here? I can. So I'm seeing a variety of different banking solutions. Correct. Yeah. So one of the things we like to highlight is, you know, many investors uh, like myself uh, faces that financial services, traditional financial services are not built for real estate investors. Uh, What that means is we're, as investors, we're forced to navigate, you know, a very fragmented set of non-specialized tools and services and products 
across all the different things we need just to even run, you know, one unit successfully from your checking account to your savings, your cards, your payments, the property management platforms, your bookkeeping, your tax prep and so on. Right. And so what that really means is. This is yeah. like, it's it's putting it all, putting it all in one place. It's like, yeah, no wonder our community gets overwhelmed, right? There's a lot to learn and a lot to then manage. And I think yeah. the thing is the marginal impact of that is huge because even for one unit, you have to do all these things just to kind of, yeah. you know, run it properly. And what, the, what happens with that is it leads to an unclear picture of your property finances you end up wasting tons of time. We all have day jobs. We all have families or yeah. we're doing other things. And, you know, it's a challenge. And then, so that leads to lost income and poor decision-making because you don't really understand what's going on, right? You're just trying to survive. Yeah. And uh, that is, though, at the core, that's the problem we're trying to solve because our mission is to help those, you know, really scale their platform so they can achieve their financial goals. Well, how are you going to achieve your financial goals if you can't really understand the history and your existing performance that allows you to then, you know, really scale up and, and, uh, multiply your portfolio. And so that's a little bit of the kind of background story of why we started. And what we've built so far is a platform that has the banking, which I'll talk more about what that means. We've built our own bookkeeping software. That's, mm. it's not like a QuickBooks. It's much simpler geared to real estate helps you also with tax prep. And we've got our analytics that let you actually analyze how you're performing at the unit level, at the property level. And we've built other property management tools. So for Airbnb specific if, uh, hosts, if you're doing direct bookings and you want to collect rent, for example, you can do that on Baselight. If you have long-term rental or mid-term rentals, you can, you, can, you can create a lease, e-sign it, collect the rent on Baseline. We're also adding things like tenant screening as well. On top of all of this, we built some other things like uh, financial services like insurance, lending. So we're trying to bring you in an embedded platform, things that are, you know, that you need to run your business. So that's a very quick overview before I jump into the banking part of it specifically, but let me see if I uh, get some reactions here. No, I mean, I, I love that. And even members inside of our community in the coaching program, I like to bring them resources that are very much all inclusive. Once you've seen you know, this particular financial pillar needs to be addressed, but it leads into the tax side of things. It leads into, you know, making sure that each property is documented at the unit level. And so it, it's the biggest challenge that we have found in our communities working with tax professionals that are very well versed in this. And you end up wasting a lot of time and a lot, a lot of money. And based on what I'm seeing already, Baseline is cutting out lots of middlemen. <laughs> Yeah. They're sure yeah, no, and, and efficiencies. So this is fantastic. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about the complexity and it creates a lot of stress. It creates a I lot of financial it. stress for, for folks. And that's the other part that we hear from our customers, like the feedback of like giving the, the technology is enabling more automation, more follow-ups by itself. So you're not stressed out, you know, mm -hmm. when you're trying to invest and grow. And so this is a quick overview of banking. I'll talk more about and show you what it looks like. But basically, first thing first, safety and security are really important to us. We are, um, this is one of the most common questions that we get is like, what is the FTIC insurance look like? Yeah, that was my so, first question. <laughs> yeah. So basically, just as a construct is a banking as a service platform. And we work with a company, uh, a sponsor bank called ThreadBank. And through oh, this relationship, okay. we're able to offer, yeah, we're able to offer up to two and a half million dollars of FDIC insurance on the deposits that obviously are deposited with us. So that's uh, front and center. I want to highlight that. But this, you know, today we see customers on the platform with lots of funds, probably especially because of the challenging deal environment that we're in. So there are folks with super high balances, way above 250K mark, which is usually the normal you know, the normal accounts are covered at 250K. We're talking about 2.5 million now, up to 2.5 million. So this is something that we brought for our customers. We have a uh, visa um, debit card. So there's visas or liability protection. And of course, like, again, banking level, great security from a platform perspective. That's super important. 
And then the, the sort of the, the fun side of this, no account fees, no minimums, super high APY and cash back, which uh, usually you don't see real estate investors getting from their financial institutions. And I'll dig into what, it, what this means, virtual accounts and cards and how that helps with organization. And then some other things you'd expect, like mobile, mobile check deposit. Uh, and right now in this promotional period, a lot of our fees are for, uh, not charged. So free ACH, free wires, uh, things like that. So that's an overview of the banking. And then my favorite part of all of this is talking about, hey, so, so what, right? Like, what does this mean for me? And um, really what it means is you can take control of your cash flow. And I'm going to jump into the demo and I'll just explain what that means by showing it. And I know you mentioned uh, profit first. It sounds like that's something that, you know, might be worth talking a little bit more about, but that's definitely something, one of the areas that, you know, we can help with in terms of um, the, the banking features that we offer. Nice. So yeah, any any questions so far? Well, you answered my question about the FDIC um, protection. So that's even better than I had expected the 2.5 million. And yeah, in the um, realm, I could totally see balances like that, you know, lingering in the account for a period of time. Um, yeah, outside of that, I'm just curious to learn more about uh, what you're going to share with Profit First, because Profit First saved my life <laughs> from the perspective of, you know, you're starting off as an entrepreneur, you, you're full-time W-2, and just not knowing, um, you know, how to manage that revenue that's coming in. I felt like before Profit First, we we're always robbing from Peter to pay Paul. And so I know right. the importance of having a strategy in place, whether it's, you're a Profit First person and you do your disbursements on the 10th and the 25th, or you have another strategy, you know, whatever it is, as long as you're consistent, I think you're on the right track because on any given day, it's like, whoa, I'm rich. And then next day it's like, hey, I'm broke. All oh, money's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, gone, you know? for sure. So, yeah, so yeah. I'll, uh, I'll actually show you how you can use Baseline for employing the profit first methodology. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so let me actually share this screen. So this is, one of our demo accounts, so this is not real data, just as a disclaimer, and not all the functionalities here, but it gives you the idea of what the platform looks and feels like, basically. So here, um, if you can see this screen, I've logged in, I'm in my baseline banking section, and you, know, you can see in this account, we have several different types of accounts, so you can open Prop or LLC-based banking, uh, business checking accounts, and you can open multiple ones uh, based on, again, how many entities you have and, and so on. And so uh, maybe since we're talking about profit first, we'll talk, we'll look at that one first. Um, as I mentioned before, any deposit in the account earns up to 4.19% interest as of today. So it doesn't matter what accounts you're on, you will earn that uh, interest. So this is just, a, again, a demo account to show you what you can do. So you can open an account, you can call it this, right? Like SOTS, profit first demo account or Dr. Rachel's, whatever. You can then split it into different sub-accounts. We call these virtual accounts. And mm -hmm. the really cool thing is that each of these virtual accounts has its own account number and routing number. So they are real uh, bank accounts in that sense because you can send money to them and you can you know, pay bills from them, basically. So that's one of the highlights. So in this example, we've got a main account, we have a profit account, we have a tax account, we have an operating expense account, we have owner output. Just as a, you know, simple, very simple construct. And you can set up ways, you know, you can move money from here to there as you like, depending on, you know, whatever date you're following and percentage you're following. So that's a high level example. The other thing is that you can set rules within these accounts and map them to specific properties. Uh, if that makes sense, if you're doing that at the portfolio level, you can just keep it without the rules. So that's one way you can go in terms of, you know, using the profit first methodology. Early next year, we're going to be launching the ability to automatically transfer funds from this account into these virtual accounts. So you, if you say, hey, I want, you know, 15% profit and I want that to go to this account every month on this day, it'll do that if the funds are available, for example. So, um, this is one example of how you can use us. The other is uh, kind of more commonly what I see today is 
folks that are do, doing Airbnb is a main account where there's money coming in. Uh, you can, from Verbal or Airbnb, directly send money into this account. That's your revenue, your net revenue. And then, you know, if you want to split it out by units or different types of apartments, you can create other virtual accounts like that too. And then other things we're seeing folks doing is like creating a maintenance reserve account. So in our pro formas, you know, when we buy the deals, we project things, right? Like they can see, for example, in long-term or maintenance reserve on a monthly basis, uh, things like that. But then because we don't have the banking solutions, typically we don't actually put that money aside. We just kind of spend it. Right. And so this kind of an example allows you to then, you know, set up a maintenance reserve and transfer money in every month, hundred dollars, $200, whatever that is. So you're wait, you know, you have funds for a rainy day. And so that's another example. And all of these, again, accounts can be mapped to a property, uh, based on the rules we have set up here. So it allows you to start doing the bookkeeping for you. And so here's an example of some of our virtual cards. So this is where I really like this because for my Airbnb units, I have a property manager, we have a cleaner, we've got handy people that come in and, you know, fix things. So you can issue cards for each of those things. You can issue a card to a property manager. They can use it as a virtual debit card. For example, you can set security rules on it. Uh, you can map the property or the unit that it's for. You can also predetermine the category it's going to be for. For example, let's say it's repairs or supplies, for example, or like cleaning, for example. And so one of the things our property manager does is uh, she will use Venmo. So she has the virtual debit card from Baselane hooked up to Venmo, and she'll use that to pay the cleaner, for example. But what happens is every time the cleaner's paid is directly through this card, it's auto, all the bookkeeping is also almost already done for us. So when we come into our transaction ledger, you know, things are already labeled what they're supposed to be from these cards. Uh, so it's, it's, it's setting up these rules and automations and makes it easier. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit on the banking side. And, nice. um, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you when you're setting up, if you can go back one screen, when you're setting yes. up those virtual accounts, I see a button there that says add virtual account. Is this as simple? Is clicking that button or do yeah. I need to go through paperwork process or anything like that? No, it's uh, here. It's not a real account. So uh, I don't have mm -hmm. the security features enabled, but it's literally right. maybe five seconds. You click the oh, button, nice. you, name it, you name the account and then uh -huh. uh, you, you can enable auto tagging for a property. Like, hey, I want this to be, you know, Los Angeles apartment B, mm -hmm. for example. And you agree to the terms you'll get like a security alert where you have to, you know, do a 2FA and mm -hmm. uh, that's it. You just add the virtual account. So it literally will take a few seconds. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, you know, comparing yourself, you know, to going to a bank and opening accounts for these kinds of things, it just takes just an hour even to just open a regular bank account. Here you can right. kind of provision unlimited virtual accounts in seconds. Oh, wait, you said unlimited because even at the banks, right, right? My usual bank, you're allowed to. And it's like, okay, your family has to come. You've got to get a little bit of your DNA and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> right. So, you know, like, uh, let me give you another example. So there's another bank account in here that we set up. It was more for a long-term rental, but it just shows you, you know, some landlords really like to very, like, they kind of like the minutia splitting things up into smaller things. And so you could really... Here's an example of an account with many virtual accounts. Oh, and um, like yeah. I said, it depends on your model and how you want to organize. Mm -hmm. uh, we even see people that are co-hosting or property managing. They're exactly. using this because that's they can bring their owners in. So set up one yeah. account for each owner, collect the money from Airbnb, and then distribute the funds from that same account to the owner, for example. Yeah. So the, yeah. that's what I mean by the virtual accounts. Uh, we don't, we're not putting a limit at the, at this moment. We don't have a limit on the number of virtual accounts that you can oh open. Oh my gosh. Okay. And, uh, similarly, I think there is a limit on the virtual cards, but we haven't had an issue. Usually people may have like six to 10, depending on how complicated their setup is, for example. Uh, but yeah, you can, you know, create these things, set up the rules so the bookkeeping is getting done. And my, my sort of like, favorite part of the reporting side, just to give you an example. So we were looking at that Los Angeles apartment, for example. So let me go down here and 
So here's what it could look like from the analytics perspective. So let's say you did tag your transactions, you set up all of those things, and now you're here and you're wanting to say, okay, what happened? Like, how are we doing, you know, so far? You can visually see the inflows, the outflows. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, you know, click on any single thing and audit it to say, okay, where did the revenue come from? You look at expenses, like let's say, you know, certain months are more expensive and you can say, okay, like where did all spend all this money, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we had a huge repair. That's why we spent all that money. And what was the repair right. for? You can kind of go down and see what happened there. So that's like the power of the analytics is like, you don't have to do any more guesswork. You're actually going to know what your numbers are on a, on a monthly basis. And I, let's not take it for granted. So for our listeners who are listening today, this is something that I have to wait, beg, bar, and still with our bookkeeping team, our previous bookkeeping team, that's no longer with us to see something like this, to understand how we're doing and to see, you know, a P&L and to have access to it like this, I think is absolutely amazing. Um, I was a little nervous, Saad, when you first said that, well, you don't need to go into QuickBooks. That made right. me really nervous because yeah. I was like, well, isn't that the gold standard? But I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I have no like confidence and what I'm doing QuickBooks, I just go in there and I look at a few things and I just get right back out. But the interface yeah. here, for those of you who are listening, be sure to watch the demo. The interface here is just so simple and you can see everything at the property level and the way it's displayed, you know, with that um, bar graph. I mean, it's just very, very simple. And I think that matters, yeah. right? Simplicity is what how you're able that to matters. to make quick decisions. And that's my struggle with QuickBooks. But I don't know what the tax professionals, how they're going to feel about, as, you know, transitioning from. They're going to. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit more about this, because, you know, I'm actually a former, I'm a former CPA. The first third of my career, I was a CPA. Oh, OK. You see, we didn't even talk about that statements. yet. Yeah, yes. so I used to prepare financial statements for large, like private and public entities. Mm -hmm. And um, I also used to run a small tax practice. And I've done consulting where I used to help install uh, software like QuickBooks for small businesses. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it is a very powerful platform. Right. But it's not really designed for real estate. And the mm -hmm. challenges you're going to see is that most of us are not accountants, most of us are not financial analysts. We don't really know what to do there. We just want to make money, right? Here so what Wait, we've done mic, is- Mic drop, mic drop right there. <laughs> right. So what we've done is try to make it really simple for everybody. Mm. And the power behind that is to create these categories you can see here. And they all map back to a Schedule E at the end of the day, mm. right? And that really helps with the tax part, which I'll show you. But when you, when you bring these categories into the revenue, the operating expenses, loan-related, property purchases, all of these are here. So literally, you know, we've covered the full gamut and you can go deeper on it too. If you say like, look, this is a, a utility bill, you can specify what kind of utility bill and so on. Mm -hmm. So this is, we call this one-click categorization because you can, all you have to do is literally do one click to categorize it and you're done. And when you're done, you could upload your receipts, you could add notes, and you could split transactions. You could do all kinds of things here, which are very useful. But when you get to the analytics, you could analyze. And then when you get to the tax reporting, you could actually see a full PL. You can see an NOI report. You can see a net operating cash flow. If you want to do Schedule E view only, you can look at that. If you want to do a custom report and say, hey, I just want to see how much money I spent on repairs this year. Right. You can quickly go in here and click on repairs and run the report, basically. So that's the simplicity of it. Um, and the last part of it is your CPA is going to love you because now what you've done is you've handed them financial statements instead of, you know, box full of receipts and broken Excel sheets. And that's saving you money because you're not paying somebody now to prepare financial statements and time because you can get your taxes done faster. And uh, with the tax package we have here, you can export the transaction ledger, some of the reports we were just looking at, as well as your receipts, get all of them to a, a zip file and send it over to your tax pre preparation uh, CPA, basically. 
So that's the idea is like, you know, making it easier for you, less stressful and more economical, cheaper, because you're not spending money doing those things. Yeah, this is awesome. And I know that we have some newer listeners with us. So could you explain to our listeners what a Schedule E is? I know we've mentioned this a couple of times and why it's particularly sure. important for those involved in real estate and rental property investing. Absolutely. So, you know, not to go too deep into the tax world, but in a nutshell, when you're working with sort of the passive income side of things with real estate and rental rental income, most likely the revenue and expenses are going to end up showing, uh, showing up on what's called a Schedule E report, or it's really a schedule that's a part of the federal um, IRS tax forms. And uh, in order for your CPA, which is going to be preparing your tax returns, to prepare your Schedule E, they need data at the property level, the address level, most likely, for your units. So your revenues, all the money you collected, right, the earnings, minus all the expenses, which, uh, you know, we can see it here, for example, right? Um, I, I can quickly highlight Schedule E here. So I'm talking about it, I can show it to you as well. <laughs> That's an exciting part. So advertising, auto and travel, cleaning and maintenance, commissions, insurance, legal, management fees, repair, supplies, taxes that you've paid, utility expenses, and depreciation. Now, we don't handle depreciation in the platform because it's something that's quite complex and requires a lot more data, but your accountant could do that part. And when you do all those computations, you're going to end up getting to, you know, your, your net net uh, minus your you know, interest expense deductions and all of that your net taxable income on the Schedule E or from your rental, you know, property activities. So that's why Schedule E is so important is because at the end of the year, your, your tax account is going to be preparing the schedule. And if you use baseline, if you kind of follow the process and you categorize things at the end of the year, you're going to be in a very good spot. You'll know exactly where you stand. But I, what I, one more thing I'd like to say is a lot of folks then kind of end up rushing to maximize their tax deductions at the end of the year because they don't really know what that number looks like. Even, you know, let's say it's September, 2023, and we're thinking about the last quarter. Uh, do we know what our rental income is? What's a taxable rental income? So we can think about adding tax deductible, you know, expenses into the, into the uh, P&L. Things we need anyway, but we should spend the money on maybe to lower our tax burden, for example. So this will also allow you to get ahead of that and be able to spend that money instead of rushing to maybe do it in the last week of the year, for example. So there's many benefits to it. And once you start having a conversation with your CPA, I'm sure they'll even give you more tips like, hey, next time, you know, bring me this on a quarterly basis so I can help you, for example. And so you can download these statements into CSV. You can share it with your CPA, your partners, your investors, your lenders, whoever. And if you're more of a co-host or somebody that's like a property manager, you could also use these types of reports to share it with your owners as well. Now, this is exciting. Um, and it, it, it takes out the mental strain, I think, right, with bookkeeping and yes. to be able to make decisions based on real time or close to real-time data before the end of the year, uh, I think is is powerful so that we can take the mystery out of those numbers and we can know, you know, where we are in proportion to what we can deduct. So I think that's absolutely amazing. So I know you mentioned a couple of different approaches. So for those of you who are listening to me, um, as I speak with you, there are four ways that our members are able to leverage investing in short-term and mid-term rental. Of course, there's the landlord-owner model where you purchase a property, you furnish it, you rent it out. There's the rental arbitrage model. It's a rent-to-rent -rent model. There's the co-hosting slash property management model where you pretty much um, have a revenue share with a, a landlord or an investor. They just don't have the capacity to do the things and you help them out and you may get a percentage 15%, 25%, 30% of that revenue. And of course, there's the passive investing where you um, participate in a fund. We have a fund as well. 
where, you know, you would need to be an accredited investor and fall into a certain category in order to participate in that based on income, household income, and a, a few other IRS rules potentially. And so my question to you, Saad, so those who are joining our community are primarily uh, doing uh, landlord, owner, and rental arbitrage primarily. But once they've gotten the skill set to do those things, they've actually been able to help others who just do not have the time capital or the time capacity. So they help them out with a co-hosting or property management. So I know you've demoed a little bit um, as to what that might look like. Could you give us a little bit more in terms of highlight how would someone leverage Baseline to keep, you know, all of the uh, organization that's going to be so important for, you know, leveraging those different models? What are, what are some, I guess, a couple of quick tips or tactics that they could use to stay on top of everything? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'll tell you a little story about this because this happened organically. Uh, coming after, coming back from bigger pockets, we, somebody posted on LinkedIn, a video and they are a property manager out of Texas. And they were highlighting how they use baseline banking and bookkeeping to manage their properties for their owners. And that was super exciting because we were like, whoa, that's, that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. And, um, you know, that's, I can share the video if people want to see that, because we didn't even make that video. Somebody else made that video. I was highlighting how, you know, this is really differentiating them. So I think they're generating content is that's, that's the best. And uh, we really love that kind of mm -hmm. engagement with our community. And we love that kind of feedback where positive reinforcement of showing like, hey, you know, we can really uh, use baseline for these things. And um, yeah. what happened there was there's a couple of things you can do. So it all starts with banking. Our belief, our core belief is all about the banking is that, you know, you should really set up the structure correctly so that you can use that to, you know, integrate that into the bookkeeping. So I don't have a full demo account here, but basically what I would do if I was, let's say, managing, I don't know, 10 units, for example, is have an account like this. It could be a sole prop account or an LLC based account. It doesn't really matter. You could set up individual virtual accounts for every single owner. That's one construct. So kind of like we have these three here, you could set up one for Assad and one for Rachel and one for Ted and, and so on. So each owner has their own virtual account. And what you would do is if you're using Airbnb for the properties that that owner owns, the revenue payout, the net revenue payout from Airbnb should be connected to that account for that owner. So once you set that up, uh, now you have all the money coming into that owner, uh, the sub account, then any expenses related to that. So your fees, you know, property management fees, utilities, whatever the fees are, you can pay from that same account. So now you have a net net, you know, you've got $3,000 of income coming in, let's say for that one month and $1,000 of ex expenses going out. So you're left with $2,000 and you can take that $2,000 and then send the funds to the owner, basically. Now, while you're doing that, you've also done the bookkeeping. So you can go back to this section here, you know, let's just say that owner property was Los Angeles apartments, just as an example, you could select the unit, you could select the type of report you want to send them. You could select the date and time period and send them a CSV. So at a very simple level, those are things you could do every month for the owner, basically. Does that answer the question? It does. It does. I love that. Um, so let me ask you this. Does Baselane have an app? We do not have an app yet, but we are mobile browser enabled. So you can do a lot of the banking and bookkeeping features, functionality, sorry, on mobile web browser. Um, that's possible. We are planning to build an app both for, you know, the banking side and eventually our tenant portal, which is more for the rent collection side. But uh, that is most likely a 2024 roadmap item. Got it. Yeah. Uh, question for you. What about the, um, you mentioned a little bit about the lending. I don't think I fully grasped what, we, what you had mentioned about that. Could you speak to that? Because one thing that I, I believe um, gives us leverage in the marketplace is when we're banking with a bank that recognizes, wow, there's a lot of deposits coming in. 
And so if there's an opportunity to um, leverage, you know, some working capital, you know, some of the banking systems that will work with, they've offered things like that. So could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So what we our our business model is that we're not a direct lender and any financial products that we offer are basically uh, in partnership with other companies that we vetted and have brought to the platform. So uh, we've got a couple of financial products today that are embedded and some that are kind of like just links to other partners that we have. So uh, for example, insurance, you can get quotes uh, from our partner OB directly in the platform. You can bind the policy with literally in a, in a matter of minutes. So that's all API based. That's here. You don't have to go anywhere else. and uh, you know, you can shop, you can get the quote, buy the policy or ask questions, et cetera. With lending, um, we're working with a partner called Simplist at the moment. Now, uh, admittedly, this is more for your sort of uh, DSCR or your conventional loan at the moment. We are planning to add another partner that is more focused on short-term rentals only. And, you know, as you might know, like there's very few lenders that are doing underwriting for Airbnbs or short-term rentals uh, and using data like AirDNA data to be able to underwrite those deals. So there are a couple that we've talked to that are in that space. So most likely early next year, we'll be launching a partner that can do underwriting on a property, whether it's pre-revenue or post-revenue and help you, you know, finance that deal if it's focused on short-term only. Now, what, what we hear, which what, what is dangerous for me is we do hear people kind of like getting long-term type loans and then kind of using those units as short-term rentals as well. So there are some challenges and risks to that. So we're going to bring, you know, we've got this traditional uh, lending option. We've got the asset back DSCR loan option here. But if you're looking for some of the underwrites for STR, short-term rentals specifically, we're working to add that as well into the portfolio. So those are partners and transparently, you know, with those partners, we have relationships, you know, we, where we bring the product, but we generate revenue. Everything you saw today is free. So the way that we make money through our banking, but also like partnerships like this, essentially. I love that. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit earlier that wireless trans, um, wireless, wire transfers, Um, are also included. Uh, Could you speak to that a little bit and like the timeline potential for that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, you can move money in and out of the platform by adding funds or sending funds here, uh, as you can see on my screen. And uh, you can transfer money internally. You can transfer it externally through ACH or domestic wire. Now, this is US only. And with wires specifically at this time, we don't charge any fees. So wires are zero dollar. Wow. We we expect that at some point next year it might be, you know, a competitive fee, not high high fees like kind of some of the incumbent banks today, but maybe, you know, uh more competitive but not as high as, as the current bank banks offer. And so yeah, it's pretty simple. You have to just add the recipient's name, routing number, bank account number, and uh there's a couple of questions in there. There's four steps. So similar to a traditional wire form. And uh, yeah, wires can clear within the same day. Depends on when you process the wire. And, um, you know, if not, it clears the next day. So it's all about timing because there's a couple of different times during the day when they, you know, they do the batch processing for this. They are pretty simple, straightforward. I use this all the time to move money around and I'll keep my money in baseline and we're about to buy something, for example, and we need to put, you know, a deposit down or escrow or something, then we'll use this to send that money out. Got it. What about Zelle? I know that's um, one that we use from time to time. Do yeah. Does Baselane have Zelle capability yet? We do not. So Zelle, you know, maybe a worth a little bit of history. Zelle, it actually comes from a innovation that was for the early warning system and payment. So it wasn't actually created for consumers back in the day. And then eventually banks realized the benefit of it and they started to offer it as a feature, you know, for us to send money to each other, P2P, and then now it's P2B and all all these things. Uh, But 
Zelle is owned by a consortium of banks, and those are larger banks in the U.S. So not all the banks have access to it. Although there's been some rumblings that they are opening it up to allow other banks to be able to participate in the Zelle network. So that might be something in the future, but it's very, very vague, like when and how. And so the workaround for us to Zelle is we are capable, um, you know, you can plug us into digital wallets or Venmo or a cash app, for example, or PayPal. So personally, like for me, I use Venmo and cash app a lot. I've got my debit cards, the virtual debit cards I showed you earlier. They're hooked up into my cash app and Venmo accounts. Whenever we need to pay somebody, a vendor, you know, on the spot, and there are smaller vendors that like that, right? (laughs) They don't want the N30 day payment. They fix something for you. They want you to pay right away. And so uh, that happens a couple of times a week, right? With our property manager. So we've got the debit card set up in our cash app and Venmo. And we could instantly pay people that way, basically. Got it. Okay. So speaking of which, do you, uh, is there any functionality inside the platform to collect 1099s? Because that that's one of the biggest pain points. I remember in the very beginning of our business, when we had to go back at the end of the year to collect the 1099s, some vendors just kind of ghost you. And so with having it, yeah. it's like... Yeah. On the front end, I think, you know, we, handy. Definitely. It's a oh. good question. And that's uh, for like vendor payments, right? That's when you're... Yeah. My plumber yeah. that I call every single month. <laughs> by, by the end of the year, we paid him $10,000 for plumbing out versus, you know, just a one-off right. something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have that. Uh, we don't have the 1099. So there are a couple of different 1099s. There's a rent collection 1099 now. Oh, gotcha. So that's something that's uh, a newer requirement. So that's something that is generated um, because we have used Stripe. So I think there's some some mechanisms there where we could generate things like that. The vendor specific, uh, we haven't done that yet. So we're going to be formally, although you can pay vendors today by sending funds, it's not a kind of a fully fleshed out bill pay function yet. So... That's something that's on the roadmap for early next year, early Q1. And uh, when we add bill pay, we'll be including that type of a capability as well, most likely, right? So bill pay would be like, you can save the vendor's information, you can set up repeat payments and things like that. And then uh, as far as 1099s, I think it's a good request as well. I'll double check with the team, but um, uh, we don't have it available today. Once bill pay is available, I think we'll be looking into watching it. Nice, nice. I love that. Um, I noticed that you have a chat bot on the bottom right-hand corner, and that leads me to my la- ne- next question. How is the support? Because w- with all businesses, right, I believe that no system is perfect. But at the end of the day, I want to know that when things don't go as expected, I have support, someone to help me walk me through um, to make sure yeah. that everything is okay. So... How's, what does that process look like getting some help and getting support? Absolutely. So actually I might even want to take a, that's an excellent question because it is really important. And I think when it comes to money, you know, <laughs> right? people, I get very sensitive, right? If I don't see my rent coming in, I don't, you know, I get, even if it's a small fee, I get very upset. So um, I'm just being honest, right? Okay. So. <laughs> We've got a couple of things in place. So when you sign up for Baselane, you can go through our demo that we recorded. We've done thousands of live demos, but we also have recorded it so you can watch on your own time. That's one of the things that you could do with us. The other thing we offer is onboarding webinars. And so these are also pre-recorded at this point, but they're very interactive. There's a team behind them. So if you chat, we can potentially give you real-time answers in the chat through the webinars. So there is a specific uh, webinar for short-term rental here. Nice. So you can go there and register and just, you know, learn more about how to use Baselane uh, for your business and your purposes. If you'd like to, uh, you know, get live help or you want a live demo, we offer that as well. So we have a customer success team and you can, as you're signing up and you want to learn about how to do ABC, sometimes very personal because you have different structures that you want to talk through. You can set up a live demo through our customer success team. 
And so um, in terms of our support, you can chat with us. Like I said, you can watch the webinars. There's a lot of really good written content as well as now video content to answer your how-to questions. And so that's there. We do also have um, phone, but you know, usually it's more chat-based or email-based exchanges. There is a invalid, you know, uh, phone you can call in. If somebody's available, they'll pick up. If not, you can leave a voicemail. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. And uh, yeah, so this area is super important. We've scaled a team here as well. We actually got really good feedback in the last several months as we scaled a team on just, you know, responsiveness, knowledge, ability to solve the problems. If you look at our third-party reviews uh, on Trustpilot or Captera, you'll get that same kind of feedback from the, you know, people that have left reviews for the platform. Yeah, this is available here and, um, you know, you can come in, ask all kinds of questions. If you need live help, that's available through this interactions. And uh, if you want live demos, usually we'll send emails as you sign up for our customer success team and personalized, you know, offers, hey, do you want a one-on-one -on -one call? Just click here and schedule a, schedule a call. Awesome. So a variety of ways to get that support. I think the education webinars is going to be key because how often do we use software, but not to capacity? <laughs> not yes, yes. in there. So I think that's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're here. We love to talk to our customers. Like I said, we're very lucky. We get a lot of customer engagement and feedback and people making these videos that they show how they're using basically organically. So there's also content that we don't even know about that's out there on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram and, and even TikTok now. <laughs> so, uh, yep. I absolutely love it. I love it. So drawing from your expertise and having a, a background um, as a CPA, what would you say um, would be like one or two specific, um, I guess, tips or tricks that you would give to aspiring rental property investors, those who are wanting to get their feet wet, but just feeling overwhelmed with all of the numbers, how would they effectively yeah. manage their property finances? What are some tips? Give us the, yeah. spill the tea. <laughs> I would say that, you know, the motivation is really important. So you should establish your motivation first of like, what, why am I doing this? Because if it's not strong enough, you're not going to do it anyway. So don't do it. <laughs> um, that's number one. Right. If you wake up and you say, Hey, I'm trying to invest in six Airbnbs because X, that X needs to be really, really powerful and get you out of bed. Because if you're doing a day job and you're doing this side hustle and you've got other responsibilities, a lot of things to manage. Well, that I always say that that's super important. Your why has to be really strong. And uh, that's step one. I think from there, when we talk about the numbers, it can seem like homework to some people which is where I like to reframe it and say like, this is showing you how much cash you're printing, basically, right? Like, show me the money, right? Like, how much money did I make? And if you spend six months looking for a deal, making offers, negotiating, then getting the property ready with all the thousands of things you have to buy, get to get a unit ready, and then you don't look at the performance, you know, like you just killed yourself because you're, you're not going to be able to scale that way. And so for me, it's again, the why and the motivation is really important. And then simple things you can do, I would say don't complicate it. Some people love to jump into the complicated stuff. Like, I want to do a cost aggregation study. It's like, well, hold on. Like, let's start with the basics, right? Like, open a separate bank account. If you have a debit card from baseline, you can use that. If you have an Amex credit card or something, get a separate credit card. Bring all this stuff together and start using those things for the spend you have on your business. So going to the gas station, right? Cell phone bills, sometimes dinners, right? If you're going on a business meeting, a lunch, if you're traveling for, for business, right? For deal hunting, for conferences, you're investing in educational resources. You really have to be like broad and start spending the money to maximize your tax deductions right away. I think that's super important. And if you do that, I think it's gonna help because some, sometimes people get a little nervous about that. They get lazy with that too. So it's actually basic. There's tons of content, even in our blogs that talk about the top 10 tax deductions, but it's just that you have to have the process like with baseline to be able to track that stuff. So when you show up to your accountant at the end of the year, you can say, Hey, like 
I spent, you know, 6K on all these things. And it's like, oh, well, we'll just spend the money. Okay, here, here's the financial statement for baseline. Right? Super powerful. So for me, it's like just the basics. Like have a strong why and then organize it up front. So when you're spending the money, you're thinking proactively and you know which car to use when you're at lunch. Right? <laughs> like if you're going to Starbucks, if you're taking somebody out to lunch, is this a business meeting? Did you discuss a deal? Right? Did you learn something from Dr. Rachel on a copy chat? Okay, you took her out to lunch. Oh, so expense the lunch, right? Put it in your LLC, P&L, and that's a tax deduction. So it's like that stuff is really important. I think it's going to get folks that are just starting further. And as you get more advanced, there's a lot more you can do, right? Like cost segregation and fancy things like that. But I think that's more for folks that have done it for a couple of years. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. And I, I know I know that this is going to resonate with our community and help our community a lot. I do believe that simplicity scales and keeping it simple and taking the next best step, the next best bite is how to get us to our goals and how to help us to achieve our dreams. So si, I cannot thank you enough for everything that you shared today. Any final words uh, for the people? Yeah, I always say that, you know, for, especially for newer investors, like just keep going and keep executing, Yeah. right? And uh, if you do that and you're in the right community like this one, you are going to make it and you are going to succeed. And, uh, you know, think smart, don't work, don't work just hard. Think smart and organize yourself like with tools like Baselane and uh, good luck. I wish everybody best of luck. It's hard work. It's rewarding work. And uh, hopefully we all make money out of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Three cheers for that. And and let the audience know, and I'll, I'll share it in the show notes as well. Could you let the audience know how to get in touch with you? Absolutely. The easiest way for me would be on my LinkedIn. Uh, but uh, Baseline, you know, um, if you want to drop them a link uh, through your follow-up, I think that'd be great. You yeah. can follow that link and go learn more. And absolutely, we'll be happy to come back and do more specific educational content if that's helpful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Saul. Let this podcast, guys, be a beacon of inspiration for you because everything is figureoutable with the right guidance, with the right support, with the right tools. We covered a tool that is just so innovative today, and it was designed specifically with us in mind. I absolutely love that. So may it empower you to just take action to overcome some of those challenges that you may have with overthinking the bookkeeping, overthinking the financial management, which is such an important pillar in your business. But what Saad is doing with Baseline is giving us the stepping stones for success and removing the overwhelm, removing the overthinking. And so let that inspire you, let the transform uh, your business entirely so that you could focus on other things in your business. So here's to your journey, real estate investing. May it be as rewarding as it is enriching. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. Take care.